the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here to be at your service. 9.60 a.m. every Saturday, 10 to 12, we talk about cars and other foolish things. (laughs) So you're welcome to join us anytime you want, 602-508-0960. We've been here a long time. We know that it's a little slow the first 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and then everybody calls in in the last 30 minutes of the two-hour program. So now's really the time to get in. We've got Dennis already. But if you'd like to call 602-508-0960, Thompson Auto Repair in Mesa is the only shop in Mesa that I tell you you can go to and be safe, and they'll be nice to you, and there's a 99.9% chance you're going to be happy. They've been around since 1972. Brian and Thelma own and operate Thompson's Auto Repair. They're on Main Street just east of Stapley. They do a really good job. They're really kind people. They know right from wrong. They work well together, as most couples do in the auto repair industry. But all you have to do is stop by, shake his hand, and you'll understand why I think Thompson's is a great place to go. Dennis, good morning. Hey, good morning, uh, Mark. I have a 77 Corvette. And uh, the last couple of years, I've been having a little par- problem getting it through emissions, but I was able to take it to one of the emission places, and they were able to tweak it and kind of untweak it and get me through the year. But uh, this year, I'm, uh, I'm at a dead stop. So I, uh, I took it to my go-to guy, two of my go-to guys, which are both your go-to guys, and both of them told me that uh, the car's too old. They don't have the equipment anymore to uh, to do anything with it. So uh, I had to find another guy, and he's working real hard, and he's doing doing what he can. We changed the catalytic converter. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What did it fail? Oh, I, you know, I don't have the uh, – he's got the emission report with him. Okay. But um, it's fa- – yeah – I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. Okay. Well, that that's the most important part of of this discussion, is is C O H C or Knox. Yeah. And, I don't. And and really and truly, all three of them have completely different repairs. Yeah, and it's, I know it failed all three. Okay. So you have to f- fix the C O first. So we did the. He did the catalytic. Con- we changed the catalytic converter. And that was a waste of time. Oh. Um, I'm going to assume if you passed all or failed all three, it's a CO failure. It's running way too rich. Lots of fuel going through. CO is sky high, HC is sky high, NOx. Now it could be the other way around, as I think out loud here. Let me think. If I have low CO, then I have high HC, 
and then I have high knocks. No, if I'm trimmed good, I don't know. I, I, I just have to see it, but if you failed all three, then you almost always we start with CO, and CO is just the air-fuel mixture that's being delivered to the engine and the tailpipe's screaming rich. So it probably had a rich O2 sensor code. It probably, um, prob- it may have had an EGR code. But anyway, the catalytic converter and what else did you change? Um, we did tune up, changed the plugs, and adjusted the carburetor. Okay. And um, he was pretty confident, but it failed again. So uh, he's got it back in the shop, and uh, it's in a couple of days and uh, they, they're still working on it so um, wh- I'm just wondering what what do you think what do you think I'm up against it you think a carburetor a new carburetor would do it or a rebuild or am I looking at something really major I'm thinking you ought to stop guessing I'm thinking you've probably already spent more money than the final repair is going to be uh, I'm thinking that that uh, the catalytic converter was that $50? No. Okay, you know it was hundreds. Yeah. Okay. I'm just... And then the catalytic converter, it would be important to make to make sure that we made progress. But your emissions report shows what you did, and then it gives you some historical data. That's really what needs to be done. Um, are, are, I, I'm going to guess that you aren't at 25th Street Auto, you aren't at Martin's at 16th Street and Osborne. Um, you probably aren't at Blackwell's or Kurtz or Action. Um, and, and so I don't want to embarrass the shop that, that, that I recommend, but it is true, I'm going to agree, that much of the equipment, the tailpipe, the tailpipe equipment we used to have, we don't need anymore. Years and years ago, we went to check the codes. If the codes are there, fine. And if they're not there, you pass. So we're not really doing tailpipe anymore. And the old cars we are. but And so the equipment, and it was very expensive to keep keep up and running. So I'm not quite sure. But I think, how many times have you taken it in for a retest? Uh, uh, four times now. Okay. I paid twice. Okay. It, um, yeah, because each time you fail, you get one free retest, and then you fail yeah. and you get another free retest. Yeah, um, I'm on the west side, so... Uh, okay. Um, I'm I'm thinking that um, we, we need to present the car in front of somebody who has lots of gray hair and who's been around the block and and uh, and, and and can can look at your results, and, and I'm quite sure the results changed, and hopefully you have all three papers, all four papers, but I think they can look and see what it is that's causing the problem that we need to address. But I can guarantee you that we're going to have to start with CO, which is the carburetor's ability to mix air with fuel in the right ratio. We Too much, too much air causes the CO to drop. Too much fuel causes the CO to skyrocket. So we have this balance that we have to draw this horizontal line through. So well, I, like I, I was telling you earlier, though, the... Um, I've been having this problem for about three years straight, and it's been a carburetor adjustment, and then, you know, it it ran badly through emissions, and I hate to say, you know, we would unadjust it and run it through the year. Um, okay. But well, now, I, can't, I can't tell you, because you can't tell me. 
I have questions and I can't answer your question until I know what my question's answered. So I, I, I Dennis, I, I can't, I, I can't tell you what to do. I, I, I'm, there's only one adjustment external on the carburetor on that vet. It's the two air fuel mixture screws in the front side. And so I think what they're doing is, is they're shutting off the idle circuit by screwing those screws in, which also will make it rump and rump, 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 rump a little bit because we're, we're leaning it out. We're shutting off a lot of fuel. So you shut off a lot of fuel and you go through and you do good. Then when you get back out, you back out those screws to make it run rich again. And that risk, that risk is, is that when you run rich, you're going to wipe out the cat. And obviously that's either what happened or somebody misdiagnosed it and said it was the cat. So I don't know. I think your your best bet, the guy closest that I've got to you is Billy at 25th Street Auto. Um, I think you should call Billy. I think you should ask him if he wants to, sh- you know, shoot at this. But I can guarantee you there's shops in town that can fix your car. And and even if we don't have vehicle emissions, we, it may take one or two tries. But the real, what's missing here is is what'd you start with, what'd you end with, and what's been done, and then after you have all that start and end with, then you, you know if anybody made any progress. The real sin here is is you go in and fail. And then they do something. Then you go in and you get your free retest. Well, that's really important between those two. We need that information. And so did we get better on HC or CO? Did we get? Did we drop the NOx? Did we not drop the NOx? If it runs lean, then the NOx goes up and the HC goes up and the CO drops to nothing. So this is kind of like juggling three balls in the air. And, and I, I just... Only get advice I can give you is the very best advice I would give you is go see Billy, and he's close to you, or he's closer than anybody else. And um, Billy and Blackwell and Kurtz and, and Dave Martin, all those guys are, are guys that can fix it, but um, I think geographically you're close to uh, to Billy. So that's my advice is go get some help from him. All righty. I'm sorry, Dennis. Um, if If you want, you can go get the vehicle information, and here's what I want from that if you have it close by. I want your COHC and NOx numbers, and I want you to put them in this order. One, two, three, four. First time, here's my HC or my CO, my HC, and my, my NOx. Second time, one, two, three. Third time, one, two, three. Fourth time, one, two, three. Um, I'd sure like to see those, and that would kind of help me out. I, I, I've been involved in the mission program since day one. Um, we we actually got involved when they changed it from static at idle test to work cruise test. We actually had a dynamometer installed so we could do the cruise test. Your car is a Fred Flintstone car. It's been around for 100 years. There's really no excuse Um to not be able to find and fix the problem. Unless, of course, you don't have lots of experience on these older cars. And somebody, if somebody's guessing, they should have told you they were guessing. Or the responsibility really lies with you, Dennis, is you got to ask them, is this a guess or a fix? And if they say it's a guess, you say, okay, well, how much is the guess? Well, the catalytic converter is $300. Ooh, I don't want to spend $300 on a guess. So maybe I'll take it someplace else. Or do you have something else that you know for sure will make an impact? Don't forget those yo-yo. One goes up, the other goes down. One goes down, the other goes up. We need to make a middle. 
But if you've got a CO problem, the carburetor is more than likely going to be the problem, but putting a new carburetor on it is silly because that can be rebuilt and fixed. And But you have to know what it is that you got a problem with in order to find and fix the carburetor internal problems. You have all kinds, you have wells, these little solder joints at the very bottom of the carburetor, and when they start leaking fuel, that makes the CO rise, the HC rise. So you go in there and you put JB weld on, the, on those two wells, JB weld on those two plugs, boom, the leak stopped and everything's fine. So, And then if you buy a used carburetor or a rebuilt carburetor, you run the risk of ending up with a carburetor that's leaking. And it may have come from a state, the rebuilt the, the carburetor they rebuilt may have come from a state where there is no war, no emissions. So, anyway, thanks, Dennis. Good luck to you. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, we'll be right back. The Seth Leapson Show, where the most important voices speak. Our good friend, William J. Bennett. Congratulations. I look forward to coming on again. Friend and scholar, Heather MacDonald. Thank you, as always, for having me on, Seth, and you're absolutely right. John Hinderocker from the Powerline blog. Great to be with you. Thank you, Seth. To me, the finest man in public service, Bill Montgomery. Thank you very much, Seth. Thanks for the conversation. Professor Alan Dershowitz. Anytime you want me on your show, I'm here. (laughs) I love intelligent talk. Weekdays from 3 to 6 on 960 The Patriot. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified, We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May. And I wrote this message. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention. So many ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out for the resources and know-how to make it all work. There's Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundphoenix.com. Surroundphoenix.com. Connecting you with new customers. You need a plan as you get closer to retirement. A plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier-hound-chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle. Simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. 
Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, oh, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmer is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number six. Find the latest articles from Town Hall, Hot Air, or even the most recent posts from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and more, all on the Patriot app news feed. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Got an iPhone, BlackBerry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your app store or log on to 960thepatriot.com today. 20 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, my name's Mark Salem, and you're welcome to join us, 602-508-0960. And Eric, I'm going to be to you in about 20 seconds. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Blackwell Automotive at 40th and Greenway, 40th Street and Greenway. I've known Tom for at least 20 years. He's a highly qualified technician, shop foreman, shop manager, shop owner. He's in the shop more than he's at the front desk, but he has good front desk people, good staff. But Tom's one of those guys that can do anything bumper to bumper, plus he can take your hot rod and take it from whatever level you want to whatever level you want to spend. He's a good fabricator, and he installs parts on cars that most guys, including me, wouldn't even try. So he would modify a straight axle and make it an independent front suspension, and a lot of us would probably pass on that just because of uh, the risk associated as well as that might tack, tack, tack. How did you say that? That might uh, challenge us, <laughs> our skills. So Blackwell Automotive, 40th Street and, and uh, Greenway, if you're in that area, I would like to suggest that you try him. Eric, good morning. How can I help you? Hello. I've got a 2007 Dodge Magnum station wagon with a 6.1 liter, 180,000 miles. I have a death wobble, a really violent shake at 35 miles an hour and faster it's brought on if i steer right and it's calm if i have a sharp steer to the left i have a whole list of things that i've kind of done because with 180,000 miles i went and checked all the rubber steering components and the ball joints and a lot of those were worn so i did replace those however it had no effect on the wobble I feel the wobble through the seat and not the steering wheel. Do you have any more ideas for me? Yeah, this is something that can be diagnosed in about a minute and a half. I mean, I you just have to know what you're looking for. If you want to, you know, I'm not quite sure. It's, it's a lot. The steering wheel is in one place, and the front end is left and right, left and right, left and right. That's what is that's what a death wobble is so we have play between okay. the steering wheel and now the steering wheel could be firmly connected to the driver's side front wheel but the linkage between the driver's side front wheel and the passenger side front wheel is sloppy 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 so we can control the driver's side but that right front's gonna whack 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 and just wobble 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 okay so it it um i want you to try this did you do the ball joints 
I did end up doing a front end rebuild with everything except I did not replace the strut. Okay, it actually seemed to respond well. It, but I did not, do the ball joints. Okay, it's not it's not struts. So you did the ball joints right. and what else? Um, I've done the control arms, tie rod ends. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, try try this. Um, does your wife like you today? You know, today's a pretty good day, actually. Okay, good. So you're going to have her get in the car and set the parking brake, and you're going to lay down underneath the front of the car, take your okay. flashlight with you, and you're going to tell her to put her hands at 12 o'clock, her, her, her hand at 12 o'clock, and when you tell her, she's, and the motor's running. And she's going to simply take her steering wheel and move it one hand width to the right and then back to center and then one hand width to the left. Okay, so like and, between 11 and 1 o'clock, right? Yeah, yeah. Is she's going to go okay, slow and you're going to follow all the linkage. And so you're going to start oh, on the driver's okay. side and... and um, I don't know if your does your Magnum have rack and pinion or has it got a steering box with a power steering? Do you know? It does have rack and pinion. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna go first to the driver's side tie rod, and it has two connections. It has an inner tie rod that you can't see, and an outer tie rod end that you okay. can see. So you're gonna look at the tie rod joint and make sure that the tie rod and the wheel move in complete synchronization. Then you're gonna go to the passenger okay. side and do the same thing. Then you're going to put your hand <clears throat> hand on the axle, or um, let me think here. Yeah, you're going to put your hand on the the axle itself, and you're going to feel if you he- feel any clunk in the axle. She's not moving. She's not driving. You're just going to put your hand on the axle as she goes back and forth. Then you're going to open up the hood and see if you can see where the rack is mounted to the bottom of the firewall. And if you okay. can see see the rack. And the steering column is going to be attached to the rack. Then there's two big U-shaped mounting brackets. And in between the mounting bracket and the rack is a big rubber uh, bushing. And so I'm wondering if the rack is moving left and right. So if the rack's not firmly attached to the car, then the the rack will move left and right and cause the wobble. But this is an inspection that most gray-haired guys and, and experienced technicians could probably perform in less than 15 or 20 minutes. Okay. It's right another thing you do is is you know just go take a drive and I mean teach your wife how to do it in a parking lot on a Sunday afternoon and you just kind uh-huh. of have her do it in front of you and look to see if there's one wheel wobbling or both wheels wobbling because if it's both wheels wobbling then it's a common attachment between the two is not the problem. But if one wheel's wobbling, okay. then then the outer tie rod or the inner tie rod end of that one wobble wheel is the problem. But this, on a 1 to 10 scale, this is the 3. Um, uh, as far okay, as right on. Now, now, I did want to clarify also, I'm going to do everything that you recommend. I've been making a list the whole time. I'm doing all of those things, but I did want to reiterate, I'm not sure if you caught it, I felt it more in the seat than okay. the steering wheel. Well, okay. I didn't you, know you, can't, you can't have it both ways, though. A death wobble is something that's created in the front end, and certainly the steering wheel is going to you're oh, going to okay. feel so it. Oh, okay, so the car violently shakes, I guess. I probably yeah. described out. 
And, and it's okay, though, because when the front end violently shakes, it's kind of tough for even me to determine whether it's the steering wheel or the seat of my pants. So so I commend oh. you for seeing that there's a difference there. But sometimes when, when we have a really bad death wobble, I'm not concerned about that it's in the seat of my pants. I, I know that I can feel it through the steering wheel. I know it's related to the steering of the car. And so I'm, I'm going to ignore the fact that my butt's telling me there's a vibration. Oh, got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, good luck. And, uh, you know, if Mark at well, MarkSalem.com, let me know what you find. Okay. Right on. Okay. Thank, thank you, Eric. Thank you very much, and good luck to you. That's that's. This is kind of the consumer part of of my advice to you is it's certainly okay for you to call somebody, a shop, and say, I've got what I believe to be a death wobble. What would it cost me to... Um, and not Monday morning or Friday afternoons. What would it cost if I came by and and asked you to have one of your technicians go with me on a ride, and I promise to only have him for 10 or 15 minutes, and I'll pay you for his time, just so I can show him what I've got, and then I'll leave the car and have you diagnose it. And so what is that going to cost me, the t- quick test drive as well as the diagnosis? What is that going to cost me? And I would imagine you're probably between 50 and 100 bucks. I don't know what's it's going to take to to diagnose it or if they're going to have to, you know, move stuff around to see stuff. I, I don't know. But then they call you with an estimate, and this is where the consumer comes in where you say, okay, please, I don't want to pay for guesses, so you're 100% sure that these are going to take care of my death wobble, this or these. Yes, we are. Okay, I would like you to put the old parts in the new box and put them on the passenger side seat so I can learn from what you're telling me. And, and okay, so thank you very much. Um, again, I don't want to pay for guesses, so if you're going to guess, then the question is, is are we guessing with your money or mine? <laughs> and, and these are all perfectly acceptable conversations to have with your shop. I can't tell you how impressed most shops are when customers come in with that kind of an attitude. They're, they're doing exactly what a customer is supposed to do, and w- when that happens to me, we don't care. 602-508-0960. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. ADOT wants to remind you to never drive into a dust storm. But if you do get caught in a dust storm, it's important you know what to do once you've pulled off the road. Keep your seatbelt on, take your foot off the brake, set the emergency brake, and most importantly, turn your lights out. Why? Because if your lights are on, other drivers may try to follow and crash into you. Remember, pull aside, stay alive, and lights out. Sponsored by the Arizona Department of Transportation in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. 
This is the Terminator. Listen to America's money ace of the airways, Victoria McVeigh, here at 960 The Patriot. She's smart, savvy, and a serial entrepreneur. So grab your wine, whiskey, or Perrier and come play with Victoria McVeigh on Sundays at 8 p.m. She'll have you saying hasta la vista, baby, to your financial dismay. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We team. deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. It was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Hey everyone, you know, let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. That felt good, huh? Just like that, we had a nice special sort of moment, together. Of course, they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They could be loud moments, goofy moments, sporty moments, dorky moments. Moments where we talk or walk or just hang out. It doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. <laughs> Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Today, call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Okay, 34 minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday from 10 to 12, we're here talking about cars. And I've got a couple of callers, but I want to tell you about Automatic Transmission Exchange for a couple of seconds. Phil's been around since 1968. Phil and his his shop are transmission experts. Let me explain why that's important. Here's the deal. If you understand how a transmission works, then you'll understand the new ones. The difference between the two is, is the triggers on the old ones were vacuum and throttle and uh, and just hard programmed shift points. Well, the new ones use electronics to make all that happen. So everything is electronic, but it's still doing the same thing. So we don't have vacuum, and we do use throttle, but we look at speed, and we look at engine vacuum, and we look at a lot of stuff, and they know that. So every transmission on a rebuilt, and he says that less than half of the transmissions that come in need to be rebuilt, but he says he has a dynamometer. Phil has a dynamometer that they can check the performance of the transmission before they put it in your car. That's kind of important because if they made a mistake or there's a leak, they've shortcut that cut that process where they give it to you. You drive it for a couple of days. It's got a leak. Come back. they got to take the transmission back out. So that's kind of a nifty thing. 40th Street in Washington, the north side of the road, ATE transmissions, and that's uh, automatic transmission exchange is what we call it, and that's Phil. And let's go to the phones, and thank you for waiting, Bob. Bob, how can I help you? 
sir, another carburetor question, please. Sure. Why does my uh, accelerator pump diaphragm keep failing? It's my second one in a year. What kind of car truck is it? It's a Weber, Weber two-barrel. It's a modification. Okay. Well, is it leaking gas, or does it stop pumping fuel when you have a hesitation? No, it's, it, le it leaks gas. I've got it in my hand, and the rubber keeps failing around the metal spring that tensions it, I guess, against the metal part where, the, where it pumps. But it's the rubber keeps failing. It's the second one. I was just wondering, is fuel causing this problem? More than, well, I mean, you're going to get some people that say, yeah, 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 but um, I, it's been a long time since I've seen fuel cause any problems. Let me ask you a question. Let's start from the bottom of the accelerator pump and go up to the shaft. So the very bottom probably has a washer that fits kind of the inside of the, the skirt of the fuel pressure or the f accelerator pump skirt, the rubber skirt. Yes. Okay, and there's a spring that sits up against that metal flat washer thing underneath the bottom of the accelerator pump. That is correct. Okay, and so describe the skirt to me one more time. Is it torn? Is it deformed? What is it? It's deteriorated. Okay. I find little piece, very tiny particles of rubber in the uh, float bowl. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm not quite sure that I'm going to agree with your diagnosis. The, the passageway from the accelerator pump um, goes into the throttle body or the, the barrels of the carburetor. It, it's not squirted into the bowl. It's, Correct. It is, okay. So I'm, I'm confused on... on if, there, if the accelerator pump was coming apart, then we fill it um, from the bowl, but when we pump it, we're pumping it through a passageway that goes to the intake part of the carburetor. So, I mean, we got gas coming in, but you're suggesting that, we, that you're, they, this accelerator pump is deteriorating, and when it goes down, it's shoving rubber stuff back into the bowl. And I've never no, seen that happen. Yeah, I'm finding very fine particles in the float bowl. But having said that, it's definitely the, the gasket or the uh, diaphragm is definitely failing. Is this one? I I think I put this one in like six months ago. Okay. Well, I, I'd certainly change brands. Um, and um, good idea. I, 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 do they make any of these things out of different components now? Like silicone or anything? Do you know of anything like that? Certainly, you could take the part number. If you bought it, you could take the part number and Google it and, and then use the word enhanced right. or changed or something like that. But um, I, I'm I'm just kind of confused because um, the, it what you're describing would be described by other people that the gasoline's causing the problem. But, um, I, I mean, we don't have... We we have ethanol in our 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 fuel and it's alcohol and but you know ninety nine right. point percent of it is gasoline, so I'm I'm just confused and I and I if the skirt is damaged, then yes the accelerator pump something's wrong with it but if you're going solely by the pieces of black whatever it is in the bowl, 
and that's the only thing you got, then I, I, uh, I'm, I'm struggling with putting the two of them together. Yeah, something's making the rubber to fail. I, I, you know, of any additives to put in the fuel that might stop that, if in case it is the fuel. Well, you, there's nothing that that you can counteract the the ethanol, the alcohol that's put in there. But like huh. I said, it's one drop in five gallons, so it's not like it's not like it's gonna be, not be diluted. All we want to do is is make it run a little leaner, and so we're adding a little ethanol. Alcohol cleans burner cleans better than gas. So I don't know the answer. Right. I don't know the answer. Um, I don't even know a good import guy that you could take that to, but certainly if you go to MarkSalem.com, um, an accelerator pump is an accelerator pump. So maybe take it by a couple of shops. Um, where'd you buy the last one from? Uh, Napa, I believe. Okay. I'd probably, I think there's a place called BAP Auto Parts, British Auto Parts. Yeah, I and forgot I, that. What, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to do Volkswagens, I believe. Yeah. I think I would go to a counter guy and look for the gray-haired guy and not the three-whiskered guy and just say, look at this, what do you think? That's what I would do. All right, I trust them. Okay. Okay, thank you very much. And i got to take a break, and and I'm sorry, Ben, but you'll be first. I hope you stick around. Um, Gil forgot to tell me that uh, I was up against the time, and so I have to take a break now. So it's all Gil's fault. That's spelled G-I-L. That's uh, his fault. So we'll be back in a minute. Hi, it's Chris Funk again with Cool Touch Air Conditioning and Heating. Nothing makes me happier than a satisfied customer that's treated with care by our technicians. This is from Lori. My AC stopped working, so I called around and had a company come and check it out. After only 10 minutes, he said I had a bad compressor and I should consider buying a new unit. I decided to call Cool Touch for a second opinion. Ken came out within two hours and checked the entire system. It turns out that I just needed a capacitor replaced and the compressor was working fine. He was very pleasant, but most of all, he was honest. I felt like he was concerned more about me than selling me something. I will definitely call Cool Touch for any maintenance issue or replacement of my unit. That's the kind of work we pride ourselves on at Cool Touch. Right now, we're waiving the diagnosis fee of $59 for the Patriot listener. If your AC isn't working properly, give us a call and we'll diagnose it for you and give you your options honestly. 602 923 9600 or log on to cooltouch.us. Kick back and relax. We'll keep you cool. Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma, not at birth. With macular degeneration, you lose your central vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face. So even that little circle in which I could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches. Three million Americans have glaucoma, and half don't even know it. Eleven million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility, independence, changes your entire life. So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early. My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes, and I don't want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit brightfocus.org to learn more. Hey guys, let's play some video games. This new dad plays video games with his sons. 
But the challenge feels like he's lifting a metric ton. So many buttons. His avatar just stares at the walls, twists and turns and somehow falls. Help me. He's tangled up in the controller's cord. I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world. Zeros and ones. But the love from his kids is totally apparent. See, you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. You should have just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number seven. Not only is the app the best place to listen to your favorite Patriot shows and podcasts, but look out for special contests, giveaways, and even scratch games right at your fingertips. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Become a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and I'm going to do just exactly what I said. I'm going to go to Ben even before I do anything else. Ben, thank you for holding. How is it I can help you? Uh, A couple of quick questions. I've got a 2002 Ford Thunderbird and a 2013 Volkswagen Bug, and both of them on the gas cap say to use premium gas. Do I really have to? Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going to change the question. Mark, how many vehicles do you have that demand premium gas? And the answer is just about all of them. Mark, do you put premium gas? Nope. Why not? Because it doesn't matter. So here, let me let me give you some science behind all of this. I want you to know that the explosion, we're talking about a millionth of a second or a thousandth of a second, whatever you want to look at. So this is regular gasoline. When you stick a needle in a balloon, it just goes pop. Now, I want you to take the pop, and I want you to add a little bit to it. (laughs) And, and, and And here's another way I can explain it. In regular, one molecule of fuel ignites 10, and then 10 ignite 100. Okay, in okay. In, in, in 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 a super gas, in an exaggerated way, one ignites two, two ignites four, four ignites six. So the burn time and the explosion between the two is measurable with very scientific equipment only on Mars. And so oh, it's geez. it has everything to do with the explosion, and it's if on a one to ten scale, if a regular has an explosion of nine then super has an explosion of 9.2 oh boy and and not only that you have adjustable timing in both of those cars you have a computer that watches for pinging and knocking the computer has a knock sensor the computer knows what to do and if it starts pinging or knocking the computer says to the to the timing system back off one and it does and this is before you can blink your eye this is in in you know hundreds of a second and so it listens and it goes oh the knock went away okay that's what happens. Oh. So there's no possibility you're going to damage the motor. And, you know, all my Tahoes, the Camaros, 
even <laughs> my son was mad at me the other day because he found we have a we have a Camaro with a blower on it. This is just a monster motor, and he found a receipt in the car that had regular in it, and he he tried to ground me, and um, <laughs> I I told him it was my credit card, not his. So so the answer to your question is is and here's here. Do you have a wife? Yes. Okay. Just play the game. Just tell her to just next time it gets low on gas, fill it up halfway, but don't tell you what, and you drive it. She drives yours, and you guys see if you can tell the difference. I guarantee you, you might guess once right, but you're not going to be able to pull off 10 out of 100. So, Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, she's one of these people where she'll believe that sticker no matter <laughs> what. <laughs> you, you know, I can fix cars, but I can't fix wives. If I could, I'd fix my own. You know what I mean? And and, and here's, here's another one I've used before. When you let go of a balloon, when you have a balloon in your hand and you pop it, it's just boom. Okay, but when you have a balloon in, in your hand with the mouth not tied and you just let it go as it goes, <laughs> see the difference? Yep. And so in an you exaggerated bet. way, that's the difference. But now we have a Corvette with twin turbos. And, yes, I put super in that because the motor's so doggone expensive and my wife drives it with such vengeance that I think it's worth, and the car only gets 3,000 miles a year, so no one cares. But, yeah, yeah I, do, I do that. I don't even run it on my motorcycles. I don't use it in my lawnmowers. I don't buy any premium gas. I might buy 20 gallons a year, and it's usually for the Corvette. So. Second question, kind of similar. Okay. Oil changes. Uh, you know, everybody, I've been using synthetics. Can I just use regular oil? Y yes, you can. Um, it, the difference between all of this is intervals, okay? How many miles okay. a year do you drive on these two cars? Uh, probably about 15,000. Okay. Well, if you put, if you put uh, synthetic in it, you can go 9 or 10 months and do an oil change and mm -hmm. 9 and 10 months and do an oil change. If you use a blended oil you're going to have to back that up to about six or seven months. And then if you use a conventional oil, you're going to be at the 3,000 mark. So conventional okay. is a 3,000, then semi-synthetic or blended is three to five, and then um, synthetic starts higher than that, and it goes right. from 7,500 to probably 12,000, depends. Mobile says theirs will do 15, but I'm a little uncomfortable with that. So, again, I have a Dodge pickup with the diesel. I change mine. I I have a a a, a five forty synthetic. I buy Chevron. F I put Chevron in everybody's cars, including my own, and I change it um, at exactly twelve to thirteen thousand miles. And I kind of like that because I don't have to deal with lots of oil changes. So there's a financial savings in using synthetic. There is yeah. certainly a, there is one. You're going to do one oil change instead of three. You're going to get superior cold weather performance and hot weather performance. And, and a quick example. A conventional oil turns to a tar at somewhere around 250 degrees, 280. That's, that's a serious overheat. A synthetic turns to a tar at 500 degrees. Now, it's kind of silly for me to bring this up because if your motor gets past 300 degrees, it's toast anyway. <laughs> and yeah. the fact that the oil will flow at 500 degrees really makes no difference. But let's look at the other right. side. 
the conventional oil is going to freeze to a solid. Um, so it's called the pour point. When will it stop pouring out of a can? It's at about 15 degrees below zero, but a synthetic will pour out of the can at 60 below zero. Now, we only have a couple of days in Arizona at 60 below zero. So I want to I tell you, you can go to a conventional, but you need to go to a 3,000-mile oil change interval, and that's going to cost you a lot more money than if you use a synthetic. So uh, you can use either one. But there's the okay. difference: intervals and uh, protection. Okay. Well, I, I like the uh, long intervals, so I think I'll stay with the synthetic. And, Thank and you. I would too. One other thing: there's a there's something on the oil cap of your cars. Just make sure your shop is abiding by. If it says 520, then you use it. If it says 530, you use it. Try to use because that's going to that's going to. If you use the wrong oil, it may have a negative effect on your fuel economy. Because mm-hmm. the thinner the oil, the less the engine works. The you know the, the stress and load. Can I, can I sneak in another quick question? Yep. If I may. Mm-hmm. You know the the 2013 Volkswagen. Uh, the different places that I've taken it to for an oil change, uh, I've always been told that it has a special oil filter, and they never have it in stock. Uh, and so that's fine. I. I I hang around till they go buy it. I'm afraid that one day somebody's going to stick an oil filter on there that will fit but isn't the right one. Are you familiar with that issue? No, I'm not, but um, uh, I'll tell you what I'll do. If you'll send me an email, I'll check with Jeff and our parts department. I'm not familiar with that. I'm not familiar with that, but I can tell you this much. There's two companies that make every oil filter in the United States, Wix and Champ. <laughs> now, mm. there's there's a variety of differences between oil filters, which is the thread, the diameter of the thread, and the sealing gasket surface. So if somebody puts a wrong oil change or oil filter on your car, you're going to find out within the first mile because you're going to be oh. puking oil all over the ground. You're going to have red lights. Please don't drive it till you blow the motor up. You'll know. So, okay. And, 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 Got it. And and then, you know, to to find out if this is really necessary, why don't you call a couple auto parts store and say, hey, I got this VW, and it's a 2013, and uh, do you have an oil filter for that? And if so, what's the name brand of it? And if they say, oh, yeah, we got a Fram, then those cross real easy. We sell Champs, and Champs is uh, is the the two filters that, you know, the Wicks, um, and the and Champ is one of the manufacturers as well. So we buy a filter that we can trace back to Champ C H A M P. So sounds good. Okay, Thank good you so luck. much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Right. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Larry Harker's Autos at Thirty Eighth Avenue and Indian School. Why is that important? Because if you live in that area, perhaps you, if you have a problem, um, you should take it there. And here's why: Bob, the guy that runs the shop, and Ellen, his wife, is on the front counter. He's got this tenacity of a bulldog. Bulldog. He's got the tenacity I've rarely seen in other people. So if you go in and wave the red flag and tell him that nobody in town can fix this car, but you can duplicate the problem, he'll find it. He's done that too many times. Now, they do oil changes and air conditioning work and water pumps and hoses and belts. They do all that. But what Bob's really good for is diagnosing the car or the truck that nobody else could. So I would even venture a guess that he's better. I'm Well, let me change that. I'm not as good as he is. I don't have the tenacity that he has, but um, I would um, I would venture a guess he's better than I am. So 
that it's easy. It's 38th Avenue and Indian School. They've been around since 1967, and they're good people. Bob and Ellen at Harker's Auto. Uh, 602-508-0960. I want to tell you something else about a place. Folks, there are a limited amount of motorcycles and quads, side-by-side, and four-seater recreational vehicles. The problem with the market, as far as Mark Salem is concerned, is you got this side-by-side that's six thousand dollars but by the time you get done you have dock fees freight get ready um, and all these other numbers then sales tax and it gets ugly so your six thousand can turn into eighty five hundred so there's a place in Casa Grande called Adrenaline Motorsports they are the number one Can-Am and Kawasaki side-by-side dealer in the state of Arizona and they rank second in the nation with respect to Can-Ams. They have really high customer satisfaction reviews on Yelp and Google. And it's family owned and operated. And I went to high school for the, with the guy that, that runs it. I've been around him since 1968. I like him. I have his cell phone number. And he's a good guy. So this is what's going on. People in the Valley area get this number. So if you'll call Adrenaline Motorsports in Casa Grande, this is what you say. I'm looking at this specific vehicle this year and this specific vehicle. These guys at Adrenaline are going to put the number with, it's going to be easy. It's the the scooter you're buying or the side-by-side or the four-wheeler, whatever, um, and sales tax. There's no other pack. There's no other charges. There's nothing. There's no confusion. And John tells me he's able to turn about 90% of the customers. And he says, bring a check, and we'll have it ready for you when you get here. And you can write the check before you leave home, because it'll be good. He says, there's lots of trailer kind of things out there where you buy a scooter, you get a trailer. He says, you got to know that you're paying for the trailer. But I'll do that too. So if you want a trailer, sure. If you don't, then I'll give you the scooter with just the, 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 the bike or the quad and the sales tax. So if you're going to be out there looking, Adrenaline Motorsports, um, I can't imagine for a minute, with as much as I know and the, as much as I've seen, that if you get an out-the-door number around here, you're going to, they're going to be to Casa Grande, and it's a short drive, what, 25 minutes or so? So nevertheless, that's Adrenaline Motorsports. Um, he's on South or North Piper in Casa Grande. And you can find his phone number in the yellow pages or you Google Adrenaline Motorsports. Motorsports. And if you can't spell it, then just do the best you can. <laughs> Actually, I misspelled it here and my wife brought it to my attention. So, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Don't wait till the end of the show because that's where it gets kind of sticky. So now's the time if you have a car question. Maybe you have a question about you and your wife argue about something. Like we talked to that gentleman before. His wife was adamant that if it says you super, then we use super. I'm not a marriage counselor. I can't help you with your wife. And husbands, (laughs) wives, I can't help you with your husbands. But I can be the judge of the dispute. So if there's a dispute, I'm a pretty good guy that can probably answer that. So, 602 508 0960. My name is Mark Salem. We'll be back in about four minutes. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.